Good afternoon, ladies. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Today with us, we have Marissa of King's Cox and Leather Cluckers. We also have Ray, Ray of COVID Cluckers. Uh, so we're going to ask, so what did you do today, Ray? Sure. Um, we're expanding our run because we've had bird flu in the county next to us and it's where I work. So like, we're like on complete lockdown. Um, so I've been trying very hard to make sure that they're staying in. It's hard because they want to go out and on nicer days, it's been 70 degrees here. So like I've let them out when it's been warm like that. Cause I know it doesn't do as well in the warm weather and the sunlight, but yeah, we've, we're expanding the run, so it's just bigger. So we have less issues. That's it. <laughs> what are you up to, Marissa? I'm just hanging out with Duck Daddy. We took care of the birds yesterday and then kind of just took off. <laughs> okay, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so my name is Marissa King. I am owner of King's Cox and the Mother Cluckers. Um, I am a nationally published author for Chickens Magazines, Community Chickens, Hobby Farms, and Ogden Publications. And I like chickens. I'm kind of obsessed. <laughs> We're kind of obsessed with you, so. Oh, that's going to make me cry. Oh, I love you guys. Oh, also, um, this book that we're writing. We, we got to get that done because people are asking me about it. They're like, please put this book out. And I'm like, okay, it's in the works. <laughs> but yeah, we got to get this book out. People are all excited for it. Yeah, we're all doing it. <laughs> when is this book supposed to come out? Hey, Ray, when's the book supposed to be out? I don't know. <laughs> we haven't discussed that. <laughs> Sooner than later, though, because like the things that we're finding... Like, just in general, like, people are asking really good questions. And I mean, like, I feel like we're learning a lot about, like, what people want to know. So, I mean, we can get out the big part as soon as we can and then just, you know, answer questions as yeah, we go along. I also think that maybe we should, like, have an official, like, meeting on Zoom or something and kind of go over all of the semantics to how this is going to play out or lay out or... Um, you know, what's expected of each of us and that kind of thing. We're going to have to yeah. because, like, I don't know. I put a shameless plug in into one of my videos and people are like, I need that book ASAP. And I'm like, okay, like, I, I will let you know as soon as it drops. Next up is Ray. Ray is the most beautiful music teacher I've ever seen in my entire life. So, oh, Ray, can you, you introduce uh, <laughs> yourselves to those who may not know you? So I'm Ray, known as The Claw on COVID Cluckers. Um, I try to put my last name out there too often because of teaching. Um, I'm considered the nice person because I don't swear at people because I can't. Um, <laughs> trust me, I do in my head. Like, I hope people understand that. <laughs> but, like, there are times where it's like, I, I have to, like, go back and, like, re-record. So I'm like, oh, I can't say that. I'm going to get in trouble at work. But um, I'm a newer chicken keeper, believe it or not. I've only been doing this for like two and a half years and I'm obsessed with reading anything I can about chickens. I mean, like I was telling you the other night, I'm sitting there reading about the effects of melatonin on chickens because, yeah. you know, it's very interesting to me. And like, yeah, I need to look stuff up. Oh, there just went Leia. <laughs> and I have three house chickens right now. So yeah, that's, that's what we're up to. All right. We all know. There is a big controversial thing going on right now in the chicken world. All you have to mention is chicken feed and all of a sudden the sky is falling. I would like to start with Marissa and how do you, what is your opinion on this chicken feed? And then we'll kind of go into Ray and then we'll just kind of put everything together of how this started. Yeah, so when this all started, like I saw someone feeding their birds bird seed on TikTok and it was like, this is what you need to do to get your chickens to start laying eggs. And I was like, well, that's, that's not right. And then more and more TikToks started popping up and it started being goat feed and chick or cat food and pig feed is the most recent one. I'm going to gauge myself here, but I think it is a load of crap, especially with the different brands, because one of the brands that people are saying are just this absolute abhorrent feed. I've been feeding 
for all winter since I can't find my normal feed. And I've not had an issue with it. And y'all know with my Aon I have to feed a higher protein content or their feathering condition. It goes downhill, downhill in two to three weeks. And that's the issue that I have with most feeds. But one of the feeds that they're listing in this conspiracy, I've not had any feather conditioning issues. How do you think this started? Like, where did this originate? Is it from the lack of people understanding that chickens slow down during hot times? You know, last year was unseasonably warm, even during the fall months. And then moving into winter and then everything went crazy. So that's kind of, Ray, where, where do you think it started? Why? Why did this come up? I think people don't understand what how long it takes for chickens to molt. I think that's a lot of it. And they don't understand how the heat stress affects them. So like we have this crazy weather pattern like across the entire United States. So like that's not a conspiracy. Like we can talk about weather balloons and chemtrails a different day. but. You know, we have this crazy summer where like, you know, it's hot. It's really, really hot. Absurdly hot. We're seeing like all sorts of shifts in our weather. We're seeing, you know, cloudy days. We're seeing our chickens go through stress with the heat and then it going really rapidly cold and then going back to being like hot as Hades again. And then add on top of it, they're molting. All of a sudden, like, you know, summer solstice comes around and we're getting less daylight. And I don't think people just understand how chickens work. And I think, and I hate to interrupt you there, but your COVID owners, this is where their chickens are going to start slowing down. And that has a lot to do with it too. They have not done the information. They have not done the research to see about like how their chickens are supposed to lay, how they're physiologically supposed to work. And that is another big thing. You had all these people rushing to buy chickens during COVID. I stayed sold out during 2020. I could not keep chicks in stock. Because so many people were wanting chicks. And now we're seeing that COVID hump. Now they're coming to the point where their chickens are slowing down. Their chickens are aging. And now we have this big conspiracy theory that's tied back to the feed. Because they don't know that chickens slow down between two to three years. And most of their stuff is hatchery. Hatcheries even stayed sold out during COVID. It was it was awful to even order from a hatchery during COVID. And your smaller local farmers who did ship, we couldn't even get boxes in because so many people wanted chickens at that time. And that has a big ploy in it too. And and I'm one of those people. So I mean, like I can tell you right now, I got my checks during COVID. Like I'm I'm one of those people, but like I knew my girls were gonna slow down. I knew the breeds that I was getting. You know, I knew eventually they were going to slow down just based on the breed. But I think it just became one of those things where people started seeing videos over and over again. And like, you know, like the more you hear a story, the more you're like, oh, yep. wow, that's fact. It, like it's embedded in your brain, like a brainwashing type of technique. And so I'm just wondering if people started to get worried. I mean, like at one point, my girls were losing weight. So I had to change my feed. And I mean, like, it had nothing to do with their egg production because I was like, you know what? They're going through a mole. I'm watching them. They're bald, <laughs> like just straight up bald. And, you know, I had two chickens that had cancer and we can talk about that later. And they had growths in them. And so, like, they weren't laying because of that. And, you know, people didn't sit there and stop and think, like, there's more to it than just that. It's good to question. But I think that people don't understand how chickens, one, work. I don't think people understand how chickens age. And I don't think that people understand, like, the the fact that feed is just a building block. It's just one little component that, like, we have to build upon. You and I can have the exact same flock, exact same breed. They could come from different places, but they're going to have different nutritional needs based on, like, what is going on around them. And then add in the stress of the weather. People just, I don't think they understand. And I think it came out a place of love at first and then it became about who can get the most views and clout and like i feel like happened with this is you had a chicken keeper who legitimately had a concern with their feed and we know bad batches happen if they sit in the warehouse for too long you're going to get mites you're going to get mice you're going to get diseases possibly brought in depending on the warehouse it sat at and how long it sat at it, it you could get mold 
And you can pop open a brand new bag of feed, but there's no telling how long that bag sat at the warehouse. But with this whole situation, I think one person had a genuine concern. And a lot of people saw that people were playing into this conspiracy and it was relatable and they got all these views and likes. And instead of trying to fix the problem with their flocks, they wanted the views and the likes. And so they exaggerated. They flat out lied in some cases. It was embarrassing. And I mean, some of these people have been featured on national news. And that's what's really embarrassing about it. Because you can track back to their TikToks. And you can scroll back. You can see that their birds were nutrition deficient. Some of them had a calcium deficiency. Some of them had egg eaters. And some of them were feeding straight up cat food. Which that's another thing I'm very pissed off about right now. Because... My messages are being overloaded with horror stories of these people who've had their chickens on straight cat food for two weeks and they're dying. And that's what really ticks me off about this is because, I mean, I shared my feed formula. I lost a lot of money sharing that feed formula. I put in three years of work on that feed formula, me and my vet and an animal nutritionalist. And people still decided to go buy cat food and feed it to their chickens. And now... To me, in my opinion, it looks like sodium toxicosis that most of these birds are suffering from. And it's sad, but at the same time, I don't feel empathetic. I I do for the birds, but not the owners because they didn't verify the information. How do I even put this in words? Like, I feel bad for them, but I don't. And they ask, they're coming to me asking me to fix it. And it's just like, I tell them I don't want to it's fix it, but at the same time, I can't fix it once you've overdosed your birds on sodium. And they don't realize it's too late. Like, again, they just don't understand how chickens chicken, you know, because like they won't show what's really wrong with them until like it is absolutely too late. And they hide sickness and illness so well because of evolution that it, they are not going to notice these signs until they're too far gone. Last year with the H5N1, you know, a lot of people were told, you know, put your chickens up, put up the extra wire, you know, the, so that no birds, no wild birds can get into your coop, which we all, the majority of the people I know, we all did. We made sure that it was safe from the wildlife. Well, that in turn put them in a darker situation. You know, they weren't outside free ranging with the sun and all that stuff. So. You know, I think that too, um, not saying that everyone did that. I, I have no idea if these people actually did that or not. But I, I know for our flock that played a role in, you know, the daylight because, you know, we used tarps and things like that to try and protect them. So eggs, eggs weren't important at that time. We didn't care about that. I just wanted to make sure they were safe. Chicken owners have a responsibility before you go and get those chickens, those new chicks, we always try and tell them, and I know y'all do too, try and teach, you know, research first. So that's kind of where I wanted to, uh, I want your opinion on what you consider uh, research, reliable places where they can go. Uh, for those who do want to go, you know, and not just from some random person off of TikTok. Can you talk a little bit about where you would? I mean, like as a newbie, I can tell you, I, I personally, I don't know what her problem is with me, but. The Chicken Chick has been pretty reliable and accessible for beginners. Um, her book was very well written. Um, her book actually turned me on to Gail Damero, And Gail Damero has a blog. And it's a very interesting blog. And it's what I like about it is because we can't... I think there's a lot of gatekeeping when it comes to reading some of these research articles. Just for the sheer fact, it is written as a scientific journal. And a lot of people don't have the time... Or maybe the mental capacity to necessarily decode through all of that. I mean, like, I sit there with a dictionary and I'm looking up terms the whole time. And, you know, I think that if you can find people like that who can break it down, as we, as you like to say, Barney style, you know, break it down into like small little pieces that people can understand, it makes it a little bit easier. But I mean, like, there are simple things that people don't understand. Chicks need heat. They straight up need heat. They don't need a photo shoot. They need heat. And 
you know, I think people, again, going back to social media, it's a double-edged sword. These people want it to be this beautiful Pinterest perfect experience. And it is absolutely going to be a dumpster fire. And I mean, like everything else around you is on fire. You go out there, you know, you go out there to get your eggs one day and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I'm just going to get eggs. You know, I got my cute little basket. I mean, like not me because I've got like pockets and I end up like breaking one and get a pocket omelet. But like, I'll go out there and like, all of a sudden, my entire chicken's got a hole in the back of her because her sister decided to peck a hole in her. Like, I was not expecting that. But I mean, like, people don't realize that there's a really hard side to it, too. I think they think it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. And it is not. It is really not. It's harder than it looks. Chickens are sad. Yes, they are. They're dinosaurs. I I understand what you're saying. Because um, even as a teacher and... Even as I read through some of the research articles, and maybe, uh, and of course, uh, Marissa can chime in, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. It takes a lot of effort, and we certainly don't want to look down or not include everyone. If any, we always say, if you want chickens, we want you to get back to yard chickens. So, so let's figure out how to do it, you know, safely. So, yes, reading all of those research articles may not be for everybody. They may not be on, you know, that level you know it may be very unattainable for them to read it and understand it so we do have places that we can recommend that take that information and break it down right so that's what we want to point people to so where are we going to point those people to also i kind of want to know what is your thoughts on how can you help them tell whether it is just somebody running their mouth or it's legitimate research or legitimately a place that they can, you know, rely on for information. So like, I feel like on TikTok, a lot of people are exaggerating what they're doing right now. And what I feel like needs to happen, they need to post the actual studies on these things. Like the people who have sent this stuff off from feed, I don't want to hear it from the mouth. I want to see the actual paperwork up there in my face. And it's like these people doing their personal feed studies. I want to see the data. Data. Are we doing just observational data or are we doing subjective and objective data? Because to me, if you're just doing observational, that is very subjective data. Okay, so subjective is data that is my opinion. So I feed my chickens a certain feed. And I see my chickens not laying eggs. Objective is running the blood test. What's the CBC of the chicken? What's the liver function? What is the heart function? That is objective data. That is your peaches and cream of data. What are the red flags? I mean, Google Boom. is free. Right like, there. Google, Google, is, Google free. is free. And, and I mean, the thing is, is that like, so I know that there are all these like, I, I, I'm lucky I'm in a couple of Facebook groups that are really good. I know that there are some that are not. And if somebody posts something and I'm like, that doesn't sound right, I will Google it. And if I can find like three sources that say like, yes, this is correct. And then they also cite things because like, if it is correct, people will cite things. Even if it's a reference to a book, another article, you know, right. it's not Facts just like, feeling. because I said so. Facts over, yes, yes. And that is what we're seeing a lot on TikTok right now is these two to three year chicken owners, they want their feelings to appear over the facts. So that subjective data that we're seeing, it aligns with their opinion, not with the actual data. And that is where it gets construed. And and I think people, when they do their quote unquote feed studies and like anything really, you know, if you're not following just the basic scientific method that like we all learned in school. Like you come up with yep. a question and then you like, you need to have a control group and you need to like, like really lay things out. I mean, like I know people were saying, Oh, it's the feed and it's, it's not, has nothing to do with the light. I have two chickens that have been inside the entire winter and who have not stopped laying and they're eating the yep. feed that is in question. They are laying every day and they are fine. They're happy. They're healthy. So, I mean, I mean, I could put on there my church of opinion and go say, well, in my opinion, this is what it is. And it's not the feed because of this. But, you know, I think people also need to dig deeper. And like, I know that we're all passionate about our animals. 
And, you know, if something's wrong, we want to question it naturally, but like, we need to also like take into consideration that there could be other factors involved. And, you know, it's just a process of elimination, if nothing else. And sometimes you got to say, no, what? My feelings don't matter right this moment. What matters is the health and welfare of my animals. That's another thing too, because I have had my silkies and I was trying to use scientific methodology to kind of prove to people that it's it's not the feed, but it's light supplementation and other factors like predators. If a predator is coming up to these people's pens, those those babies ain't gonna lay. They don't feel safe enough to lay. They don't feel secure enough to lay. But now Charlene, she is one of my silky. She's been egg eating, and I know I'm getting two eggs a day from my silky pen, and they are downstairs in my old quail pen. Charlene's been eating the eggs. I've got to pull Charlene out. And I guarantee after I pull Charlene out, I'll have egg score for my silky pens. And that's another thing. Like some of these creators, they prove they had egg eaters. And we all know once one starts, the rest of them join in and you will never have eggs again. And then that's also a symptom of something else too. I mean, like, the, yeah. you know, they're bored Yeah, in some cases. Like people just like need sit there and go, okay, well, why is this going on? And just like literally make a checklist and just check off what's going on. I mean, I know with my girls inside, we haven't had the weather swings. Like it's been a constant, like 65 degrees in this house and they're happy. So, I mean, like they haven't had to deal with temperature changes, wild swings. Like they have light for 12 hours a day. They are happy. And they are also a year and a half. But see, that's what made me laugh because I saw one of these big conspiracy talk creators with the chicken feed. She was like, oh, my God, the control group got their first egg today, and she's doing an eight-day feed study. Well, when you look at the egg, she's got an egg eater. She's had egg eaters for two years, and then she wonders why she does not get eggs from October to March, and I guarantee it's when they start molt, and she's not supplementing. So that goes back to observation of your chicken, paying attention to what's going on, you know. Uh, like with you said with a predator you may have a predator every night coming by their coop and you have no idea or you may have an illness and you don't know it these are things that could pop up and these things are more than likely what is going on do we know that 100% I don't know until someone provides a real study then when we see paper (laughs) when we see legit receipts then, then we will talk about that. Well, see, here's the thing is we had a claim going around TikTok that protein is not in the chicken feed. And if I could afford the calcium, I think it's calcium bicarbonate for a puree test. Anybody could do this. It's so easy. Ray, if you have a chemistry teacher at your school, ask her for some calcium bicarbonate and dip your feet into it. If it turns blue or purple, it's got protein in it. I will see what I do yes do that have them do like little studies on the feeds right now and i guarantee you there's studies on the feeds they're going to come back that the feed is okay like and that's another thing that pisses me off about it makes me mad about the feed is because people don't understand you get what you pay for if you're paying for the lowest cost feed you're not going to get as many eggs you're going to have four feather poor feather conditioning but if you're paying for that cheap feed and you're supplementing with really good treats you're gonna have good feather conditioning you're gonna have more eggs laid and that's what a lot of these newer chicken keepers do not understand they got all these chickens during covid and then two years later they're an expert and i don't know how many two-year chicken keepers i have seen claim themselves as experts i've been keeping chickens since 96 and I don't even claim myself as an expert, but there were a lot of people. That's a red flag. Yeah, exactly. I'm not an expert right either, and I've been doing it a long, long time. But I, I'd consider you an expert. But I mean, like again, it depends on like your breed of chicken and like what your situation is. Like, there's so many factors people don't even think about. I mean, like I give my girls. It's it's costing me a fortune. We're giving them unlimited veg because they can't go out right now, and so like buying heads of lettuce which have gone up in price i mean there's no conspiracy there it's just gone up in price it didn't grow you know um it 
I try my best to grow some fodder for them. I'm not good at growing it. It doesn't want to grow in my house for some reason. But I'm, and you know, I try to supplement like what I can. And I mean, like, I'm trying not to give too many of the mealworms and like grubs because I know that causes like with my girls fatty liver issues. And I know that my production girls need a lot more protein than say my leg bar and my Mars bar. Like they don't need as much. Also, the Mars is really fat. So <laughs> she's overweight. Well, see, like something that I keep my girls from getting bored in the coop. Grass. Just regular grass. Or like I'll take a hay bale and my mom calls me a lazy farmer for doing this. But I will take a hay bale and I'll literally just set it in the middle of the coop and it will keep them entertained for like a week. Especially my aunt's money pins or swings. All of these things play into keeping your chickens entertained. And that's something else that with a lot of these newer creators who are coming on to TikTok claiming these series and they've only been doing it a year or two. Like that's what bothers me is because their chickens are bored and they're eating the eggs and they're being destructive. You can tell it in the feather structures and some of these TikToks you're seeing. There's feather picking going on. And I don't think a lot of people pick that up, but you can tell it in their tails and they're lacking proteins. So they're going and I can't remember the name of it. Like they're, they're just bored. They're bored staying in the pen. Either the pen's not big enough or they don't have enough things to keep them entertained. They don't have <laughs> enough enrichment. Exactly. It, that's what, it, that's the word I'm looking for. It's enrichment. literally. It's idle beats. It's just like idle hands or the devil's playthings. Yep. And that's what a lot of these chickens are suffering from. And then they get on TikTok and they're like, no, it's the feed. No, it is not the feed. It is you not providing a conductive environment for your birds. You have them pinned. You you may be free ranging, but you are still not giving them a productive environment to thrive in. Or they might be overcrowded. Because, I mean, like, we joke about chicken math. But I don't think people understand that, like, sometimes mm-hmm. that's a real issue. And you need to make square footage for your birds. And, like, you know, if, like, you've been snowed in. I mean, I, my chickens won't go out in the yeah. snow. They hate the snow. And I know a lot of people who have same issues with their birds. You know, and you've got you've to be a responsible human and take your butt down there and give them something to do. Or else they pay the consequences because they're just being chickens. Again, people don't understand how chickens chicken. And to look and think ahead of time. So that's uh, lots of new people are fixing to bring it, come in, right? It's that time of the year. So we're going to have a lot of chicken keepers. The price of eggs. Everyone has talked about that. Uh, I kind of want to hear y'all's opinion on it. I know my opinion on it. But I'd like to include that into our conversation on this podcast. Uh, so we can kind of all piece this together, right? This is the goal here. We're trying to piece it all together. So, um, so I'm just going to say, just like as somebody who has had horses, you know how like little girls grow up wanting horses and they're like, oh, this is great. And then like one day somebody comes up and says, hey, here's a free horse. That horse ain't free. (laughs) Just like, just like you get into chickens. I mean, like. This girl alone cost me 400 bucks this week just to go and get an x-ray. And like, of course, like I learned a lot from it. I mean, like, I guess I'm paying for the education there too. But I mean, like, it ain't free. You're not getting free eggs. These are like $1,000 eggs. And I wish people would like completely understand this. And like, you're going to put your blood, sweat, and tears into this. And if you're not, don't bother. Just go to the grocery store and pay the $7 for your eggs. Or go be friendly. You pray the street. You know? Amen. Amen, sister. I mean, of course, Ray wants everyone to have chickens who wants chickens, but she, she does bring up a great point. I, I yes, do, but yes. I want people to first. They are more work than, say, your grandma, your grandpa had back on the farm because grandma and grandpa, uh, if something was wrong, you know, it just ended up, it was dinner. It's just the way it they was. And that's fine. And there's actually people. I know, up the road and down the road. And that's kind of how their their flocks are managed, you know. If, right, 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 right. And We're there's not saying that there's that. anything wrong with that. Not, I would never, ever, you know that I don't, if you use your birds to feed your family and your community, that's between you and them. So go for it. But if you want to raise mm-hmm. them 
in that environment that you see like on social media and stuff it is more of a pet type situation um you're gonna have to be more hands-on you're just gonna have to learn you're gonna have to learn if you don't want to learn like bray said then maybe pick something up i don't know social media then take me off this month <laughs> see that's a thing too like flipping the chickens on their backs oh yeah. i don't think people understand that chickens lungs are they run across the spine and it's like chickens how they breathe chickens how they breathe is they move their breastbone in and out to breathe like there is no diaphragm in it like with humans they are literally moving that breastbone in and out so it may look like your chicken is spine breathing your chicken is not breathing because of the compression of the internal organs on the lungs. And we have seen this. I don't know how many horror stories I've seen this in the chicken groups on Facebook of people turning a chick upside down and the chick dies because its lungs are suffocated. And the sad thing is, is me and Ray uh, had a run in last week with someone who should have known better. Should have known better. And we're pretty sure this was done for views and for jokes. And I'm glad that that we did speak up and make it known and even if it didn't change it it did change the people who were reading the comments and watching that video um i think it also helped that we weren't the only ones and the thing is is like sometimes i mean like i can't get a foothold in, in tiktok and that's fine i'm okay with that because it's you got a foothold in instagram <laughs> both of y'all do i don't know I how to work instagram I feel it's more peaceful on Instagram, but I, I will say that sometimes when like the bigger accounts speak up and say, no, this is wrong. It, it helps. It helps the smaller people go, wait a minute. You know, it, it's, it's fighting that cognitive dissonance that people seem to have right now. Now, but flipping chickens on their back, that is a level pissed off Marissa that most people don't want to see because to me, you are basically putting your bird in a flight or fight response of I'm going to die. That's what you're, that's what's going through your bird's head when you flip them on their back. I'm going to die. And they call it hypnotizing a chicken. And you can do it many ways. Sometimes holding them by their back legs can trigger it. Not always. Now, and, and people know I slaughter my own birds. I have birds for pet show and meat purposes. But those meat birds, I've never had an issue putting in a kill cone and dispatching. Some of these people, and I, I've messed up. Like, I flipped a chick on its back, and I was checking its feet. It was in the AMS money, and I was checking its feet, and I've actually had a picture of it on my Facebook, and it died. And that is when I researched mm -hmm. why you shouldn't flip chicks on their back, because their lungs are located in the back. But there are a lot of people who are like, oh, well, this will curb rooster aggression. No, it's not. It is going to make your rooster more aggressive. It's going to make your rooster fear you more. And it's going to make your rooster think it's going to die every time you touch it or you get near it. So it's going to start attacking you more. I don't even have a rooster and I know that. I got, <laughs> like, I got lots of them, like, but you're right I, because I, you, you research though. Well, I learned that. That was trial by fire because I literally, when I first got into Aeon Samani back in 2013, 2014, we have to check the bottom of the feet for like white spots. And I flipped a chick over, mm -hmm. didn't understand what I was doing. And I flipped a chick over on its back and it died. Probably like five minutes, just enough for me to snap a picture, flip it back over, it died. So I started looking into, because it had very good fibro, so I started looking into the issues of flipping a chicken on its back, and that's when I was like, dumb, Marissa, lungs are located on the spine. Like, think of somebody sitting on your chest, and that's what you did to that chicken. You killed it. And that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand on TikTok is, I tell people, I have messed up, especially with chickens. And that's just one example of how I've messed up with chickens. And I learned from it. And I don't want to see other people doing this to their chickens. It sucks. It makes you feel really bad about it. It's when you know better, you can do better. I mean, even just picking up a chicken, exactly. you gotta be careful. Like I call it sandwich mode. 
You want to make sure you're picking them up. Mm-hmm. It's important underneath too. Like you don't have squished down. And like people who have kids, I don't think people understand that like when a little kid picks something up, they squeeze. So I think people need to be aware of that too. Cause like a lot of people are getting these for pets with their kids. Their physiognomy is just completely different than ours. It's not like a dog or a cat. And they're not as sturdy as a dog or a cat. On Facebook, because people are saying, well, my chicken is breathing just fine. Your chicken is trying to breathe. It may look like it's breathing just fine, but you're suffocating its lungs. Here, let me put a pillow over your face. Oh, you're breathing just fine. As long as your chest is moving in and out, you're breathing just fine, right? You're fine. You're fine. Shake it off, man. Just shake it off. It's okay. Exactly. Uh, some of these people, you're never going to change their mind anyways, so it doesn't matter. We, we want to change the mind of those who are open to learning, you know, that maybe they got caught up in all of the hoopla, and they're like, well, maybe this isn't right. You know, those are the kind of people that you can reach. You're not going to reach all these people. They're still going to believe, we get, the feed is this, the feed is that. Uh, it, then it got really dramatic, you know, like... Uh, Epstein, Bill Gates. Gates. I don't know how many of the Bill Gates ones I got. And I mean, I'm a believer in Bill Gates because, like, he offers, and that's what I try to tell people. Like, I'm all good, all for a good conspiracy theory. I believe in Bill Gates and I believe in Monsanto, but the level that they are taking it to is being obnoxious. Yep. And see, that's what kills me is because I put that same thing out on my TikTok. I still get the chicken feed conspiracies. I still get the chicken flipping on their back conspiracies. And it may be because of how many followers I got. But what really ticked me off, this week, I've gotten an influx of messages from people asking me to fix their chickens after they fed them goat food and cat food. And it's like, I made a TikTok about this a couple days ago. Like, I don't want to help you. But at the same time, I'm telling them I don't want to help them, but I can't help them. Once they get past a certain point, I cannot help them. We're looking at liver fatty disease. We're looking at gout, sodium, toxicosis. And that's really, in my own opinion, I feel like that is what we're looking at with the cat food. Now, with the goat feed, what I feel like we're looking at is with, uh, mineral overdose, like copper yeah, like and copper. selenium. Yep. Yep. I feel like we're looking at overdoses because these chickens, and it really upsets me because I love my chickens. Like my chickens are my babies and these people are sending me horror stories. And it's just like, for once in my life, I don't know how to help you. Like you're going to lose all of these birds and I don't know how to help you. I don't know how to bring a chicken down from a copper or a selenium overdose. And I don't know how to bring them down from a salt overdose. And I mean, also, like, if they aren't getting the nutrition they need and they're emaciated, you can't just, like, pump feed into them like that. Is one of these people had their chickens on a cat food-only diet. And they don't understand, like, cat food is okay. Like, I will creep for cat food all day long during molt. And molt only. I will preach for Purina high protein dog food during molt and molt only. But these people are killing their birds. I don't want anybody to lose their chickens, but the amount of people who have misinformation is astounding right now. And then you feel really bad for the people who are genuinely just there and they don't know any better. It's And I don't want to say it's completely not their fault, but like they're trusting. And I mean, like we've all been there where we've been trusting of someone and it's gone horribly wrong. I I think right now it's so like if you just put in those hashtags to like search up anything, it's going to take you there. And again, it comes back to you hear something so many times and now it's fact in your brain and then you can't fight that. And, you know, like you said, people are going to people, they're going to argue, they're not going to believe you, they're going to come up with the next thing to say, no, this is what it is. And the reality is, is that, again, you have a certain amount of responsibility to make sure what you're putting out there is not going to hurt somebody. It's like another creator 
not even two weeks ago, put out that lentils, unsprouted lentils, were okay for their chickens. <laughs> That's toxic for birds. L unsprouted lentils are toxic for birds. And they got over 60,000 views on that video. I will say, though, somebody said to her that it was toxic and it needed to be sprouted. And she went back and she went, oh, my God, I have made a horrible mistake. And she went back and talked about that. Because she was receptive to the information. She corrected the information. But at the same time, like, the original stuff is already out there. And we know that on TikTok, people replicate this content. They replicate it quite often without more doing the research. More than any other platform, I think. Right there, Melissa. They replicate it more than any other platform. And that was one of the things when I talked about people flipping the roosters on the back. It's like someone's rooster is going to die and you're going to be responsible because they're replicating what you're doing on TikTok. Yeah, your rooster may have been strong. He may have been very healthy. And he may have made it through it, but there are going to be other roosters who have a full-blown heart attack because of tonic mobility. See, like on Instagram and Facebook and some of the groups that I'm in, the veterinarian groups, uh, I did see a lot of people who were debunking, you know, all of this. Yes. So, so there's hope. There was hope. Now, I'm not a fan of the Facebook groups when all those all of this stuff came out. Like, I was reading the comments. Like, I still keep up in the chicken groups. And I was like, yeah, y'all get it. Because you are getting it. Even Feather Lover Farms made a comment on all this stuff. And I was like, I wasn't expecting that. But I respect it. I respect it. I think keep it simple. And, you know, as much as, like, people want to sit there and, like, dog on these commercial chicken feeds, they have spent billions of dollars putting them together. You know, and, you know, they're raising chickens to be able to lay eggs in high production situations. They're raising them to be meat chickens. And, you know, they are doing everything in their power to make money. So they're not going to do something to not make money. So, I mean, take it, get, start there and then learn the nutritional needs of the breed that you're working with. Think about all of your situations. And if you have questions... There are very few stupid questions out there. Very few. And if they are stupid, I'll tell you. I don't have a problem with that. But I don't mind answering the questions of yep. how much, you know, how high does my heat need to be? Should I get a heat lamp versus a brooder? Yep. You know what? I don't care if you get a heat lamp, just know the consequences. You know, I don't care if you get a brooder, just know it's going to be more expensive than the heat lamp. You know, you just need to know that, like, there are resources out there that aren't going to be judgmental. They're not going to be crappy to you. Ask questions because we are all here to learn. And, you know, as I tell my students, you can learn something from anybody, no matter the experience level. Facts. You always have something to learn and you always have something yep. to teach somebody. And people need to take that to heart. Just keep it simple. And if you have questions, reach out. And somebody who is not necessarily an expert, mm -hmm. but somebody who knows chickens, if they don't know the answer, they will get back to you. You have a newer set of eyes on things that I have an older set of eyes on things, but I learned from you and you learned from me. And that's what people don't understand. Like it is a conductive relationship where we both learn from each other because I haven't been in your shoes and you haven't been in my shoes. But we swap those shoes out and we're learning more things about chickens. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, like with music, I know that I have yeah. forgotten more things than most people would know about music. And like I know with you with chicken keeping, you have forgotten more things than I will ever know. But if somebody asks the question, boom, that memory is triggered. And then there's a conversation, there's a dialogue, and then you can draw upon experience. And, you know, people need to understand that yep. you can ask questions we care about your birds. We really do. And if you're worried that your chickens aren't laying eggs and you're worried about that, yes, we feel sympathetic for you on that. And we understand that you're worried about your birds and, you know, that could be your livelihood and all that. Ask the question. Because I, ha I made a very abrasive video yesterday and I had a lot of comments in that video saying, you're abrasive, you're an asshole. I can't believe you don't feel sympathy. Huh? They wouldn't say that to a man. 
No, they wouldn't. They would not say that to a man. But at the same time, they said to me, and at the same time, I'm trying to explain to them, like, hey, Google is free. Like, you know you're not supposed to feed your birds raw potatoes. You know you're not supposed to feed your birds avocado skins. Avocado skins. There we go. Oh, the avocado. You're not supposed to feed your bird Mm -hmm. raw potatoes. And you have people on TikTok telling people to feed their birds this stuff. That is a great way to overload your bird's nutritional system and send them into organ failure. And I I don't stitch the video because I don't think the video deserves more views from my profile. Because, you know, I have like 140,000 followers. I don't think the video deserves more views than what got. But if it's a viral video, I will kind of speak on it and kind of step back from it and be like, hey, guys, if you're here, this is what we're not supposed to do. And I've done that since there was a guy who posted a video about putting birdhouses on his chicken pens. You may remember that. We made many comments. And I was like, you know, I don't think he means any harm. But at the same time, this is disease prevention 101 with your chickens. And he was a sweet guy. And it's like the bullshit that's going on on TikTok right now with chickens. And that is what has me worried for chicken keepers right now. Because I really thought he was a satire account. Like, he was feeding his chickens chickens last year. I thought he was fucking hilarious. But I never called him out because I thought he was fucking funny. And it's like, this guy's giving such bad info on chickens. Like, I laughed at him. There were a couple of different ones. Claiming to be a chicken expert. I also think some of these creators, I think that they draw a line in the sand and they don't feel like that they can go back. They have straight up lied and exaggerated their egg laying capabilities. Like, listen, guys, like you don't have to die on that hill. You can go back and be like, no, what? I'm sorry. I was wrong. Like, I have like I would have so much more respect for people if they turn around and said, I there was a woman who actually sat on the board and she was like, hey. That's not how this is going to go. And I came back and corrected the information. Did I get like 250 views on it? Fuck yes. Compared to like 8,000 views the first video got. But I still came back and corrected the information because she was on the board and she knew exactly what was going on. I'm still jealous of Maine though. Like their fucking farmer acts right now are chef's kiss. But we all want what's best for your flock. We want you to be educated. We want you to understand, you know, how to research things. Not just, not yep. just what they say on the internet. Not what I yep. say either. You know. Question us, like question us. Yep. Is because nobody verifies the information that is coming out of people's mouths. They don't verify the physiology. They don't verify the biology. They just take it and they apply it to their flocks. And it's like when all that H5N1 stuff started taking off. I warned people because my chickens were going to be safe regardless. I've not lost one fucking bird to H5N1, but a lot of people have had losses across their whole farm it's like right now i'm in well me and melissa are in the same state you're maryland right ray okay so tennessee it's in west tennessee it's not in east tennessee so we're safe right now safe because we forewarn them it's a conspiracy where they put it in the chemtrails in the air this is bird to bird transmission and this is going to be an issue until these birds die out. Or we don't have H5N1 in the country anymore. Eurasian H5N1 specifically. Give me like your top three tips for someone who is new to chicken keeping. Because we're going to get a lot of new chicken keepers, right? We want to be more sustainable. We want to grow out those chickens. We want to raise them for meat and eggs. Change your shoes before going in your coop. 
make sure you have co a cord available for coxidosis and shop local. Um, always have Epsom salts. Always have them because you're going to need them. <laughs> and it hurts nothing to soak a bird. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the best thing to have in your, like, you know, arsenal of, like, first aid kit stuff. And mine's massive, so you don't have to go as overboard as I do. But again, horses. So I tended to be a hoarder with all that stuff. Um, know your breeds. Please watch out for meat chickens if you're looking for pets. And most importantly, you gotta have fun with it. I'm not allowed to have roosters at all. And with sex links, um, basically the best way to describe sex links is they are bred to come out as females as one color, males as another. So that way you instantly know. And there's like only like a like point zero one percent chance of like the colors being like kind of messed up because it's a genetic type deal. Um my sex links are considered hybrids, and with that, that means that they lay almost every single day. And unfortunately, that does take a toll on their body. Um, these are the types of birds that lay in industrial settings. My girls have had cancer. I had six original golden comets. That's what they're called. Um, they're called other things too. Red stars, cinnamon queens. Like There's all sorts of different names depending on the hatchery. But at the end of the day, they're sex link hybrids. And they've all had this horrible, horrible cancer. And I know a lot of people who have had the same experience and it's just because the egg laying is so hard on their bodies. Um, when all this feed stuff happened, my girls were losing weight and I couldn't figure out why. And it turned out I had a rat in my coop and it was eating the feed. <laughs> but like the other part was, is that they, my, my birds were sick and I lost two within a couple months um, I lost pom-pom like right after my birthday. Um, and then my favorite chicken, Princess Leia right now, has a has a small tumor in her. And she will be going the same way as the other girls. So even though like it's something to know, like they're great birds. I recommend them. They are so friendly. They are the sweetest little creatures. They really are. Um, they're here for a good time. They're not here for a long time. And, you know, that's what people need to keep in mind when they're looking at their breed. Like I wanted something that was friendly. It was also the height of COVID and you couldn't get chicks. And that's all I could really get were the hybrids and it came at a cost and it it's at their genetics. And you know, it's, it's goes back to the breeding stock and they're all related. They came from the same hatchery. They all look alike and they all have the same cancer. And it's very sad. I've learned a lot from it, but if you're looking for a chicken that is not going to be dying within like three years, you might want to consider like something that's like auto sexing, which is a totally different genetic way of being able to tell the difference. And don't necessarily, I don't want to dog on hatcheries because hatcheries have certain stock versus like what breeders have, like people who like a dog on a hatchery. <laughs> well, I don't know enough about them. So, like, with hatcheries, your hatcheries are looking at quality or quantity over quantity. And you let me know because I will send you out a sex link that will love you. Okay? You know I will do that. But at the same time, you have to look at your hatcheries. Your hatcheries are focusing on, again, quantity over quality. So, you're going to get less eggs. You're going to get less of SOP, which is standard of perfection with the APA. That is the American Poultry Association. Now, if you want to get APA certified breeds, you go to Murray McMurray Hatchery, and they will help you with that. Their breeds are very friendly, but I love you. I love you and Melissa both. You let me know, and I will send you a very friendly bird. Okay, I'm not playing. Like, I do selective breeding, and I will send you up some babies that will love you. I have some fibro EEs right now with sweetest fucking things ever. They really are the sweetest ever. And I just pulled one out of an egg today, and that's what made us late to check in today. 
I had one stuck in an eggshell. And me and Kevin had to get it out. Kevin's not used to this. Kevin's used to ducks. So, yeah. I love him, though. I have two you can have. The one I helped out the eggs today, that's my baby. <laughs> and that's how I feel about Princess Leia. Because, like, she was really sick when I first got her. Like, because I didn't know if they were vaccinated for uh, uh, coccidia or not. So I fed them the medication. I fed a medicated feed because I didn't know. And new tickers should know that if they are vaccinated for that, if you use the medicated feed, it can negate the vaccine that's there. And like, I watched Princess Leia go downhill. Like, she was like running around. She was fine. She was fine. And of course, like, chicks do this power down thing where they go to sleep and they look like they're dead and they're not. Um, people need to know that. But we were watching her just fade. And you just watched her. It was just really sad. And she wasn't moving around. She wasn't trying to play with anybody. And so I got a little bit of cord and I dipped it in her beak. And then I put it in their water because if one has it, they all have it. And I stuck her in my shirt. And, like, I'm carrying her around. And my husband is like, why is there a chicken in the bed? Because, like, I had her up there. And, like, I'm bundled in blankets trying to keep her warm. And, like, she became my heart because she did fine after that. And ever since then, she would be the first one out of the brooder. She'd be on my left arm, trying to put her head underneath my arm, I guess, like I'm her mommy. And she would just fall asleep. And so, like, this one is hitting me probably the hardest because, like, she has battled so much. So, I mean. Where's Artemis? Oh, the moose? She's outside. (laughs) Okay. Okay. As long as Artemis is there, I'm a fan of Artemis. So, as long as Artemis is there, we're going to go. Oh, everybody loves Artemis. And uh, she's a so, and she's one of those auto sex birds that I was talking about. And they are a fun breed. They are manic, but like, they are so much fun. Y'all have to send me tips on this because I'm doing those chicken breeds. And like some of these breeds that people are asking me to do, I'm like, I don't know what they act like. Like some of the like, I don't know what they act like. Like, what do they act like? Like cream like Mars, I'm going to tell you, either they are extremely friendly and like way over the top or they want nothing to do with you. There's like no in between. Exactly. I had, <laughs> well, see, I had opal like bars and I had cream like bars. My cream like bars were really friendly, but my opals were like, fuck you, bitch. Like, <laughs> don't get near me. Don't touch me. Like, don't even. And they were from the lady who invented them, Candy. I can't remember her last name, but they were the, like, legit best line in the United States. And, like, when I hashed these things out and I started breeding them, they were like, don't get near me. I fucking hate you. And I was like, okay. And meanwhile, I've got Artemis on my head. She's, like, in my clothes. She's walking all over me, using me as a napkin. I mean, like, and that's another thing people need to realize. Sometimes handling has a lot to play with them being friendly, and it mishandling will make them unfriendly. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but just for a good thing, there's five trash yep. things. Yeah, a lot of that can come with just, uh, of course, reading, but also you know just experience and watching some videos. You know that. Right, right. There's a lot of trash. There's a lot of trash, but there, there, there are a lot of good resources out there. You just have to get out there, get your booty in gear. Well, see, that was one of the things that people kept asking me about is where do you go to get these resources? And it's like, you can Google, but you can use cognitive function here, and you can tell which is BS from the actual information that you're getting with any breed. Like with any breed, they have a breeds club. You can go to any one of those breeds club and they're going to give you the correct information on finding the information behind that bird. Is that a key cat? This is Tyrion. That looks like Maine Coon. No, is he he's a Maine Coon? He's part Bengal. Oh, I- freaking love him already. And it's always a good time when I see the two of y'all. And we can definitely do more episodes in the future because um, I definitely appreciate both of you. I value each of your little minds. And I know that our listeners value it too. Uh, This is us just coming from a different perspective. You know, you don't have to freak out. 
uh, facts over feelings, you know, um, do, do some of your own research and, you know, don't always believe what you see on the internet and uh, think for yourself. Think for yourself, okay? But I appreciate you, Ray, and I appreciate you, Marissa. That's it, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate it if you would share this with a friend and leave us a review. Till next time, bye-bye, y'all. I'm Mel, and you are listening to Wilma the Wonder Hen. 